So, hey there, listener. This is Do You Want to Make a Podcast? Yes, that is the name of the show. We just have a couple bullet points that we need to hit before we start. One, there's a fireplace. It's fake. I've ruined everything. <sighs> Wait, should we start over? <laughs> Take two. Hello, listener. You are you are listening to, because you're a listener. Take three. <laughs> This is... Wait, we should establish, like, what we want to talk about. What I, are the bullet I, points we need to I, hit here? I, I got it. I got it. Okay, so we tell them that the show is called Do You Want to Make a Podcast? It is a fireside chat between two best friends who are on the hunt to create the perfect podcast. They have a lot of ideas, and they can't decide what they want to talk about. Okay. That's pretty much it. That's it. We that's 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 the like, synopsis. Then we'll then we'll plug the do we social want to media. Do like social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we'll tell them to follow us at Do You Want to Pod, all spelled out. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also email us at Do You Want to Make a Podcast at Gmail dot com. That's it. That works for me. Wait, I think we just did it. We did it. That was my that was my plan all along. Oh, okay. Bye. Bye. Except hello, because now the show's starting. Yes, it is. Just like that. Super. We're in it. We did it. I don't know if you guys can like, I feel a change in the air after the countdown. It's like, ooh, now we're doing I do, something. I do try to like center myself and get into like a mood to, a mood, a mood. Just have a mood. The air around here has certainly changed because since I'm recording here, Good audio practices should say that you should turn your AC off to get Ooh, rid of the hum. So it is very good. It is toasty. We have Andy Horn with us in the <laughs> well. We're not in the same room because it's the COVID time, but on the Zoom. And uh, Andy also goes by the the rock persona, Doctor Ohms O H M S, which has something to do with uh, sound. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Joe explain it. Andy, why don't you tell us about uh, that and just go off on any tangents you want about music. Yeah, well, the the irony here is that the nickname was born out of a conversation about Ohms, right? Mm-hmm. Dr. Ohms with one of my old bass players I used to, to play with, Isaac, um, in my band Saravo. And I was explaining it 
wrong. So I actually don't really know the correct <laughs> ohm impedance and all that stuff. Yes. So I guess I was talking out of my ass, and uh, <laughs> he's an engineer, so he he dubbed me Doctor Ohms. That's great. So I've just oh, it's a mystery. You know, it's the, yeah, it's the stage name now. It's, so it's thank probably, you, Isaac. It's almost a state of mind, man. It doesn't even. <laughs> Who cares about terms and definitions, man? Well, I mean, it's taken on a life its own. Now it's a whole persona, and now yeah. you know I'm a doctor, and and you stuff. and you have like and people like are coming to you for like prescriptions of like <laughs> sweet sweet music. Like, right. oh man, yeah. my back is aching me. I need, <laughs> I need the sounds, doctor. Well, I need I mean, the prescription. That's right. But like now the uh, the branding opportunities are just amazing. So now yeah. it's like doctor's orders doctor's yep. office is now my my home studio it's just like yes. oh man yeah. it's, it's great that's so good i love <laughs> that man um but. for listeners uh andy has actually or i should say doctor the doctor <laughs> has uh put out his first uh is, is, is it your first single um yeah solo so i kind of launched during quarantine at the time of this recording where we're all locked down yep um yep. But uh, yeah, so during quarantine, I had this idea of kind of doing a doing a side project and used the stage name Dr. Holmes, and I did my very first uh, solo single, just, just came out. Heck yeah, he has this fantastic, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to use generic terms, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's like hard rock, but like also bluesy cover of uh, the Beatles come together, which is a perfect song to, you know bring people together in this time of isolation and also civil unrest as we have our, our friends of color who are going through, uh, have gone through and continue to go through a lot. So I'm really, I'm really glad to be talking about that, that kind of content with you today. That song, sorry to yeah. cut you off. That song. No, no, please go, 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 go. Yeah. I mean, it was so interesting. And because of all the things that have happened at the time of this recording, um, yeah, you know George Floyd and all the the riots and if you want to call them that or the unrest and you know all all sure. these different things. Sure. Um, it, the song is almost kind of taking a new meaning, obviously. So yeah. art and music and and everything is really cool that way because it kind of the lens with which you consume the music or the art or whatever it is changes yeah. with the world around you. So a lot of people have been asking me, you know, about come together and all that. It's like I started the song, you know, months ago. Yeah, you know, I wish I could whip this up, you know, in, in a couple of days. But um, so this was already done. But, you know, because of the world around us kind of taking this this in probably all of our opinion, good turn of getting all these these messages out. Um, yeah, the song kind of seems to fit kind of that that subject, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I think yeah. that's I think that's part of the reason why it's such a timeless song. I mean, un unfortunately, that that spirit of come together is still something that needs to be advertised and not just, you know, people being kind to each other and living their lives. Um, mm -hmm. It's funny. Like it makes me think of this. Do you know the song lonely train by Blackstone cherry dude, get out of here. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So yeah, dude, I, I love that band. <laughs> so I download it. This is going to date myself. Ready? I, <laughs> downloaded black, uh, that song on iTunes from a laptop when it was the free single of the yes. week on oh iTunes in like, 2006, right? I, I, like 06. Yeah, like yeah. for for kids who 
who came out the womb with their cell phone first, iTunes used to give out singles. This is before subscription services. They gave out music, and usually the songs were not good. This one, however, I feel like probably two days into it, they're like, we can't give this out for free food. This is a really good song. And so, like, I, well, the reason I bring it up is because, like, as a kid with my kid brain, all I heard was like, and I'm like, this song rocks. And then I, like, listened to it recently, and, like, the lyrics are so beautiful. Yeah. It's like you can't, like, uh, and of course, now that I said that, I can't think of the lyrics. Um, but he's, like, basically saying you, you can't something. It's talking about not nonviolence right. and love and Brotherhood. acceptance and all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, that's, that's I, I, what I love is, like, it's, it's taking a message that, most fo- like some folks who were just looking for a hard rock sound may not be wanting to hear messages of love but it's almost like you can mm-hmm. trick them by presenting it in this certain way and, right. uh, and as and i mean to your point andy you you were working on this over a month ago so you weren't anticipating having to send this message but now you have this really cool way to do that which i think is awesome yeah well, I'm, I'm super happy you you know that song and we went through the same thing, dude. That was the, I got that song "Lonely Train" by Blackstone Cherry in 2006 on iTunes <laughs> as a free download. Yes, and uh, that actually quickly became one of my favorite bands. Big inspiration on my guitar tone. Yeah. I don't, you know, whoever's watching this, I'm not sure if they know me. Probably not. I'm big in guitar uh, in my bands and stuff like that. So actually, Chris and Ben from the band uh, Blackstone Cherry, they're big 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 influences on me yeah so much so that i actually know one of the guitarists ben oh that's um, so cool yeah he's the guy kind of flipping around stage awesome stage presence i bought a guitar off him which is over nice. there um, nice. that i used on tons of records and then recently i just uh, like a wireless guitar rig um i just bought off him <laughs> that so, is so cool yeah nice. we go back and forth so that's that's so crazy you brought up black sun cherry beautiful i and from a from a very vain perspective i think i'm going to use that strategy to reach out to celebrities i admire be like hey tom hanks do you have any like shoelaces i can just like buy off you like i'm just here to give you money but also please be my friend (laughs) yeah it was a thinly veiled uh veiled networking opportunity see no see see i I, I truly believe, Andy, you had the purest attention, intentions. I am taking this in a diabolical direction because <laughs> that's the character I play on the show. Um, Jim, I want to open this up to you. What celebrities do you want to trick into befriending you, and what are you willing to buy off of them? Uh, I mean, well, the budget's low, so shoelace, shoelaces, shoelaces sound like a good move, you know? I mean, a literal shoestring budget, you say? Yeah. Ooh. Well played. Ooh, well played. Nice. Oh yeah. I, I can literally not think of one celebrity I want to meet right in this moment. Like literally not one, mm. and I don't know why. Hmm. I think it's because I've become I'm I'm over them. Okay. Because I've been I've been so isolated from. Them. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas before you. You would hang out with them in person all the time. I would hop with them all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. But now you, now you're cut. That, 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 yeah, that makes sense. That makes. I sense. mean, the same way. I'm, I, I don't want to meet anyone. Like, period. <laughs> like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go meet anyone because I'm like, what if they have 
the sickness? What if they're down with the sickness? What if they are? That's also <laughs> Thank a song. You. Yes. <laughs> Let it flow into me, right? Yes. Uh, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm laughing for so many reasons. Yeah, why? I, I like, there's no real celebrity. There's probably a fake celebrity. And by that, I mean like a fictional character. Uh-huh. There we go. I want to meet. But I'm still like struggling. I don't know why. Why am I struggling with this, Joseph? Usually, times like, times are tough right now, and I think times. and and to your to your point, uh, there's been so many more important things going on than thinking about celebrities these past <laughs> couple weeks. Um, quick, but I mean, you know, you know, if you can if you can make the connection, make the connection. Power to the people, and if I get the power, then I can bring it to the people. It's true. Um, and quick non comic thing i'm gonna link in the show notes to a bunch of resources to for folks who want to be good allies and take action and help out our friends of color uh i also like we can cut this but like i have been very conflicted recently at the idea that we're making funnies every week while uh there's a lot of civil unrest um and i i just feel like there's a balance between creating things to make people feel good and also acknowledging what's going on. So I just want to try to acknowledge because both are happening right now. And I, I don't yeah. want to gloss over what's happening uh, in our society by any means. Yeah, I think yeah, it's, absolutely. it's interesting because I, I've been feeling the same way because leading up to um, all of this stuff happening, it, obviously when we're recording it, that, that was my launch for my album. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was kind of like, I, you know, I, I've worked, you know, for months and months, every single day, tirelessly right. to get all these things in place and ready. It just doesn't feel right, you know, so stopping yeah. for a day or so. And, you know, what is my role in all this mm-hmm. uh, creatively, but also as a as an ally? I think it's uh, important, you know, to talk about. Yeah, it's because I, I think what I'm hearing from your end is you don't want to capitalize on what's going on, be like, hey guys, I have the answer to the civil unrest, is to listen right. to my album uh, come together and stream it on Spotify, but you also want to launch what you've been working on. Yeah, it's right. It's it's difficult. Um, yeah, I mean, there, so, there's so many layers. Go for there's it. Just so, I mean, there's Shrek so it up, layers. baby, so many layers. <laughs> I'm an onion, baby. Um, it's it's all an onion, let's peel it and cry. Uh, can, can that be a shirt? <laughs> It's all an onion. Let's peel it and cry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you. I literally just thought of that. Sometimes it's, really, it's really good, in- bro. Inspiration, inspiration strikes at the strangest times. Um, yeah, it, there's just a lot of layers to it because, okay, let's talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Fuck yeah. Let's uh, do it. So... Because I've been thinking a lot about Maslow's hierarchy of needs uh, recently. So this is who you would want to meet, by the way. Probably <laughs> yeah, Maslow. Probably. I don't yeah. know. I don't okay. know. I, I don't know his full body of work. I literally just know the basics of Maslow's hierarchy of you, needs. You could you could buy a you could buy a copy off of him. Be like, yeah. hey, I want to so, buy a poster so I don't of your know, needs. I don't know, like if he was actually a good person because some psychologists were shitty people, messed up. Yeah. Well, I mean, like. Henry Ford makes great cars, but he was also an anti-Semite. So yeah, that's yeah, true. and I and I just heard on a podcast that the current CEO of Ford is like actually pretty decent. Like it's weird, huh? 
Well, this is secondhand. I, I heard someone came on Pete Holmes' podcast and was talking to them about it. You mean he but does anyway, an ally yeah. with uh, Nazi Germany? How, I don't, how brave, I don't, you know? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, sorry, Jim. Please, please go on. Yes. So if we talk, so basically what I'm trying to get at is, right, like, for those that don't know, the basic summary of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is that you need your basic needs met before you can meet higher needs, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, um, you know, the, the, the base needs are physiological needs, right? Air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, reproduction, or is, is the list on the uh, image that first came up in Google image, in my Google image search, mm-hmm. right? So first off, a lot of the unrest is due to people's needs not being met, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, either at that level, at air, water, food shelter sleep clothing reproduction there's a certain level of inequity that leads to some people not having those things or not having those things to the uh uh level in which they should the second level of need typically has to do with safety uh my my sub list here is personal security employment resources health and property now those are really a lot of the things that are happening in the world right now, right? Mm-hmm. Are those needs not being met? And now those of us that are having those needs being met, oftentimes I think we feel guilty, right? That like those needs can't be met. Like we can't help everyone meet those needs all the time, right? And now recently a lot of us are speaking out in order to try and help those needs be met for all you know, those those yeah. both physical those base needs of health and safety essentially mm-hmm. be met for everyone i hear that it, it it makes me think of uh stephen covey or last name covey the book the seven habits of highly effective people one of the big things is talking about uh what is within your circle of influence and what is not so mm. like what is within and and his advice is to focus on what you can do in your circle of influence uh to and and in in this example i'm going to talk about make change and be an advocate and be an ally um to focus on that as much as you can and jim i think that the the exhaustion that you were talking about uh in part could uh happen quickly if you're focusing on things that are outside of your circle of influence Yes. On things you cannot do. Amen. So yes. I would like to say one thing you can do within your circle of influence is to get really uh, educated on your local elections and governments and work on uh, work with resources such as 8cantwait.com, which shows uh, eight uh, changes to policing and police reform. And if you plug in your city, it'll show you of these eight things, how much has your mayor changed? And it will show you like, okay, now you can call your mayor and uh, basically ask him, hey, I've seen you've done five out of the eight. What? That's great. What's stopping the other three from happening? And then just, you know, go that way. But that is something that everyone can do and it takes a few minutes. Seeking out things like that and also voting in your local elections. Yep. Um, that's that's one thing that you know you can do. That's within your circle of influence. Yeah, I think uh, you know it, it's so difficult. Obviously, here we are talking about stuff, but do we really know? 
you know, the prescriptions for things. So yep. that's all we can do, talk and, and, you know, talk with others. But it seems to me as though there's a very public element to this and there's also a private element to this. So mm. it seems like a lot of the public things is, yes, the, you know, posting things on social media. It f Again, we're living in the moment, so I, I don't know. You know, obviously history will, will prove me right or wrong, but it feels a little different this time than previous times. And unfortunately, I think that in the past, there have been these unfortunate events, tragic, terrible events. And there is the, you know, the groundswell of, of anger boiling to the top. And there's this kind of outcry for help and allies and all that. And then, you know, the news cycle moves on it. it uh, and again, I don't I don't know if this is true or not, because, uh, again, we're, we're living in the middle of it. But it seems a little different this time. So, you know, in my end, being in the music world, a musician, you know, my whole ecosystem is all musicians and, you know, music tech companies and record labels and all this mm -hmm. stuff. I have never seen them take a public stand on a lot of these issues and said the words black lives matter. I mean, that in it itself, yeah. again, from what I know, you know, my perspective of things seems like a step forward, whether it's mm -hmm. a big or little step, that is a public um, element to all of this. Uh, Joe, what, what you're kind of talking about is is the private element. You know, people can be doing a lot uh, without just posting online. You know, mm -hmm. you know the black squares and, and and a lot of the resources. That's a really important part. But I also think that doing the things like you're saying, you know, educating oneself and having meaningful conversations, all those things happen offline. Well, you know. To, to a certain degree. Right. right. Um, off, of face, off of Facebook, right. perhaps. Off the kind of, you know, social media eye. But those are mm -hmm. just as meaningful um, in, in, in doing those things. So I, I don't know. It's, it's a really interesting moment um, that, I hope, that I hope good comes out of it as, as yeah. history, re, you know, history kind of uh, will remember this as kind of a watershed moment, I guess. Yeah, I hope so. And I mean, I, I agree that, that, you know, we've definitely heard a lot more from various people of power, but it's st it still is funny, like, you know, a lot of the, ch like, we've heard some corporations, you know, offering a lot more money and resources. Some. Some just, like, say nothing and then move on. They say something, but the something says nothing. Right. And then they right. move on. But I, I, you know, it just is one of those things where, you know, you need to keep, we need to keep pushing, like Joe said, and, and talking to, you know, people and, and making sure that we don't just move on and don't actually change anything, you know, and, right. you know, be afraid that the more, the more things change, quote unquote, air quotes, you know, the more they say they stay the same, really. My biggest fear is that we just like, you know, end up putting lipstick on the pig and we just say, right, just say, you know, excellent. We've done totally, it. totally. OK, so there's so many good things that I want to comment on that you both have just said. Uh, first, this is why you consult a doctor. So thank you, doctor. <laughs> I really like how you put private and public. If you really want a good doctor on this, Dr. Cornell West. OK, but, yes. Right on. Yeah. And, I'm going to mispronounce the name, uh, Dr. Ibram Kendi, I believe ha it's his book, uh, How to Be an Anti-Racist. So first, I'm glad we've consulted doctors. Second, um, 
Uh, oh no, now it's slipping. No, I got it. So the Netflix documentary uh, 13th yeah. has been now put on YouTube for free for all to see. Uh, kids, if you're looking for something, it's an hour, 40 minutes. It's really uh, like, it can't be easier. Just go to YouTube and watch it and you will learn so much. And as Jim said, like, pretending that something has changed, but it hasn't. The whole idea of this, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm probably going to get it slightly off. The idea is that the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery, uh, left a loophole for uh, folks that are in the prison system to basically have their rights and freedoms taken away. And yep. fast forward to here we are with a disproportionate amount of black men in prisons. Basically, the, the grand statement is slavery was quote unquote abolished, but it has taken different forms ever since and the issue persists. So that's that's more or less what's going on. And please, please, please watch it. Uh, take a day and cry and, uh, you know, hold your loved ones close and pay attention to it. Don't look away. Um, that's 13th. Uh, there was something else. Uh, I'll forget it. We'll, we'll continue talking, then it'll come back to me, and I'll stop it'll the conversation. Get yourself a notepad, man. I'm writing all yeah. these good things down. I know! <laughs> that's another We're doctor good. order right there. That's a doctor's order, and usually I'm, I do have my notepad going on my phone, but I'm not touching that, because we are here <laughs> in the thing. Um, another go good one, I keep cutting you off, and you keep forgetting things, so I don't know. This is great. Okay. This is great. Um, I'm, a, I'm also a teacher of history, so... Um, I'm not going to get into a whole lecture and all that stuff, obviously, unless people, the people demand it. But, uh, another great one, since you're talking about good documentaries that a historical, um, era that really unfortunately paved the way for a lot of the current, current climate for, for black Americans, um, is this period that is very little known for, for many people. Uh, it's called reconstruction. Thank so, you. I'm so glad you brought this up. So it's in in very short. I, no one can summarize this stuff. That that's not that's not a good way to to capture the essence. But for people who are listening, um, the Civil War happened. If you didn't know, uh, it happened. Right, North versus South, Union versus Confederate, largely over the issue of slavery. So coming out of that war, as the quote goes, the North won the war, but the South won Reconstruction. So. Whereas we herald a lot of people kind of look favorably back at, you know, Lincoln and the Civil War and all these things. Yeah, it did abolish slavery with the 13th Amendment, but then an era called Reconstruction happened. And the South largely was able, Joe, like you said, to reconstruct Southern life without slavery, chattel slavery. They were able to reconstruct slavery in different ways by different names. You know, the Black Codes, Jim Crow laws, uh, segregation, you know, poll taxes, literacy tests, the list goes on and on and on. So for a hundred years until the modern civil rights movement of the 50s and 60s, Martin Luther King, you know, all of these um, great leaders, a hundred years was essentially slavery by another name. And then, you know, since the modern civil rights movement, there have again been been slavery by another name. So there's a lot of these issues that go all the way back to Reconstruction. And I think a great documentary for anyone who really wants to do a deep dive. I mean, this is not for the faint of heart, um, but there's PBS. It's a free documentary. It's four parts. Um, they're each an hour. So the whole thing's four hours long. 
So it is a deep dive, but it's just called reconstruction. So if anyone wants to check that out, I think it really gives an indication for, for people maybe struggling with how, you know, slavery and generations and generations of treatment ago affects today. I think this, the knowledge of reconstruction uh, would really help you kind of understand that, that connection of today. Thank you, sir. That's perfect. We will. I'm assuming there's links on. I'll find a link online to this to the four part series. Yeah, and I can we'll, send we'll it to toss you. in the show notes. Rock on, uh, pun intended. We're we're talking <laughs> with a rock god, and I'm saying rock on. Um, uh, what what I had to say did not come back to me. Uh, Jim, what are you? How how you doing over there? Me, I'm doing. I'm doing good. It's it's always good to to talk about it, and and I I I, I do love the historical view of it because i think there's a lot of people that think that it's a problem that's been solved for a long time yeah but it's really it's no it's just a problem that's evolved right you know and and you know we understanding what happened previously helps put everything that's happening happening currently in a better Mm -hmm. context you know Um, and it's and it you know and it's just different enough that you can't be like, you know, well, we, you know, we're not doing the same thing that we did a hundred years ago or whatever, mm. but it, it's still, you right. know, it's like, well, but, you're not, you're just doing it differently. So yeah, you're just doing yes and no, there's a, uh, this is, now I'm going to cut you off because it's a different thing. Uh, so while okay. we're throwing out resources, a podcast called on being, uh, that NPR puts out, um, I think I think NPR puts it out or they, they play it on NPR. So that works. Uh, one of their recent guests, I'm going to probably get the name wrong, uh, mispronounce the name, but uh, his name's Resma Menachem. He's a therapist and he talks a lot about pretty much what all, you know, all that we've been discussing today. And he he really put a great, great stop on this rebuttal that I often hear from white folks that has always pissed me off where I hear folks being like, well, my grandfather came over from Ireland or they came over from Italy and they weren't treated very well. They were put in a bad area of town and like basically trying to equate that experience with the black Mm. experience. And Resma, he like, I'm not going to do it justice, but he basically goes, you know, you're right. That did happen to them. But eventually their descendants were seen by society as white people. Black people don't have that luxury over time. They will always be seen as black people. And it persists for black people. Whereas with white people, like you have the chance to like essentially grow out of that mistreatment that your ancestors from Italy and Ireland went through. So yeah. that that is just if anyone has folks that throw that in their face, um, that's one rebuttal you can throw out there. Sorry, had had to throw that out on the internet. What's interesting is People, you know, obviously in my line of work, people say, well, who cares about history, right? It doesn't matter. It's right, boring. Right. It happened before. So people are so quick to kind of throw history out the window. But then in times like these, the same people are the quickest to run to history and say, see, look at this. This proves my point here. Mm, and it's yeah. like, man, you, you don't understand it. Yeah, that's This is why there's a four-hour documentary. <laughs> yeah. On reconstruction. And that still is the tip of the iceberg. You know, like yeah, you really. just... You know, a lot of Black Lives Matters um, leaders said, educate yourself. They did not mean go to Google and Google a nice summary, you know, of things like mm-hmm. it, this. These things take time. You have to really do a deep dive uh, in good conscience 
if, if you want to, uh, to learn about this stuff. I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm going to watch it. That's great, man. Thank you. Um, I'm really glad we, we stopped doing funnies and talked a lot about this. Um, we're nearing the end of time. Uh, I just, we, we didn't get to touch on this a lot and I, and I think it's, it's, it would be inappropriate to go into this, but I just, a fun fact about Andy I love is that he's a karate master as well, to top it all off. And <laughs> oh, maybe man. we'll, I, I'd like, maybe we'll, maybe we'll pause and then we can release a mini episode where Andy tells us about karate because I, I just, I just want to hear yeah, more about it. But for to. this episode, I think now's a great point to uh, stop and. I got to swoop in and say one more thing. Do it. Because I used to teach math. Learn how statistics work. Oh. Yes. You you beautiful, beautiful people. I, uh, Hey, if you're listening to this, I love you. If you're not listening to this, I love you too. But for the love of God, learn how statistics work. <laughs> That's it. I don't, I'm not going to teach you right now, but. That'll ugh. be another mini episode where Jim yeah. talks about statistics. Cool. Awesome. Uh, well, don't, uh, we're, we're not going to promote ourselves on our socials, but please check out the links we're going to put in the show notes. Uh, if you can donate, if those who donate, if those who can donate do for the ones that can't, uh, we'll be a little bit closer to creating a better world. Uh, so thank you, doctor, for joining us. Oh, of course. Uh, Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to say uh, goodbye to the moms out there. FaceTime your moms, kids. Come together!